Hello and welcome back to another episode of the DigiTalks podcast. We are doing something a little bit different today. I feel like I'm saying that more often than not these days. But today I'm joined by Sam and Nicole. Thanks for joining me, guys. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. Now, this is not your traditional episode in the sense of a marketing professional or a business success story. However it will be, we'll come back to that. Sam and Nicole are doing something really cool, which we're going to get into, but I feel like this is just something that needs to be talked about. So let's just do it. I'll give you the rundown. Nicole, you would have heard in season one with the wonderful Thea. Nicole is an advertising, marketing and events queen with over 10 years experience under her belt. Just over a year ago, she met the wonderful Sammy on Hinge, a trusty tradie who loves everything outdoors. Both of them with a shared passion for entrepreneurial business. Their standard dinner chat is generally about what side hustle they are going to start next or brainstorming how they're going to afford their dream beachfront pad. Me too, guys. It was when they were enjoying their first overseas holiday last year, reflecting on how they met and the riffraff they had to navigate through to find each other that a light bulb moment occurred. They identified a gap in the Adelaide market where there is nothing currently available to support single people similar to them to meet other singles in real life. Totally true. The concept was established based off what would appeal to them specifically being the target market. They've now launched Yeah Nah Maybe with their first event coming up in a couple of weeks. Actually, today when this goes live. So what is Yeah Nah Maybe? Do you want me to give you the spiel or do you guys want to do it? We can do it. Come on. <laughs> Hit me. Give, give it to me. Yeah. So basically the event kind of came about from us having heaps of conversations with our friends and also ourselves. So basically the apps at the moment are the only way to kind of meet someone or form a connection. And we can kind of get into how that's evolved over COVID. But yeah, basically our friends are really frustrated and we have many conversations with people about the fact that you can't kind of go to a bar or you can't meet anyone. It's really... Totally. Yeah, it's really hard. So we kind of were just chatting about how much we wish something like this existed when we were out there dating and navigating it in the wild and came up with the concept, which, yeah, we can go into a little bit further. Yeah, that's the thing. We're we're trying to take it back a few years uh, and get back into speed dating, but target like our demographic and people that want to go back and meet in real life rather than yeah, investing a lot of time, putting in lots of effort and going on all the apps and yeah, all the riffraff that that has. And I'm glad you say as well, putting in the time and effort, and I know we will get into this, but sometimes you just need to kind of meet someone straight away, you get a feel for it, and then you can go, yeah, no, move on. Yeah, no, maybe. But when you're on the apps, it's like there's so much back and forth and you can't you can invest a lot of time in someone that really you could have one phone call with and be like, yep, yeah, it's a no from me. Absolutely. I think the connections you form with people in real life and even what I kind of spoke about last time being on this podcast around networking. And I think, yeah, it's really different the kind of connection you'll form within an app speaking to someone than if you're sitting in front of someone having a real conversation. Basically, it can be really good in that you've got a lot of options at the swipe of your finger, but there's also a lot of things you need to filter through and a lot of opportunity to kind of cull someone out straight away or make a judgment on their appearance straight away. Whereas if someone's in front of you, you're actually going to find like a different kind of connection with them. 100%. 100%. You can't 
I think you'll know kind of straight away, like within the first couple of minutes, if that's like a genuine connection or if there could be something there. Whereas when you're on the apps, you might be chatting to someone for a couple of weeks, finally get to meet them, go out, and then within the first two minutes there, you realise, actually, this is th- not what I, what I thought. And, 100%. and that's the thing. That's where it's like all about investing that much time into something that may not work out. Do you think because so much of our lives now are run online, you know, we're on emails, we're on social media, we're, you know, working remotely, it's, we're almost craving that opportunity to be face-to-face with people again? Absolutely. I think, yeah, like going back to COVID times, I think people really had to rely on dating apps to meet someone. Like it was literally illegal to go out (laughs) and go on a real life date. So I think people leaned into them so heavily, but also now that we've kind of come back to normal life, people aren't necessarily out there or having the confidence to go up to people you're maybe getting matched up with someone within your friendship group if you're single, but that's pretty unlikely that you're going to actually meet someone. So yeah, like anything these days, our world has evolved into being so digitally focused, like content, the way that we order food, everything we're kind of doing is so digitally driven. So it's a good thing, but it also is can be a bit of a bad thing. And I think with connections, it's so important to still really value those kind of relationships and what that can do to you and provide to you, I guess, meeting someone in real life. It's so different to the kind of connection you'll kind of form online sometimes. Yeah. I think everyone gets on dating apps at some point in their life if they've been single in the last kind of 10 years. But, and it sounds good and everyone's all exciting and, you know, you're swiping and getting some matches. But it gets old really quick because... Very quick. Yeah, you just <laughs> swipe, get a match, there's no conversation, and then it all just fizzles out. And very rarely do you actually get physical dates with all those people that you're talking to. Yeah, I would say the strike rate is probably what? Like out of 10 matches, you probably go on maybe one or two dates. Yeah, absolutely. That's, yeah. <laughs> I'm not great at maths, guys, but I'd say, <laughs> say that's probably... I don't have a great track record, but anyway. <laughs> and I think people are just on there for really different reasons as well. Like Sam said... You're either jumping on for that validation post breakup. There's people on there, and we can smell that a mile away. We've all done it. Yeah, and then there's people on there that are really genuine that want to meet people. They're probably also overly invested, and kind of what I would say is that more people and what we'd be kind of encouraging at our events is that more people just need to be open-minded to like what that connection could be. But I think people that are really invested are kind of wanting that date to be the one and they're putting so much pressure on that. Whereas then some people are just wanting to go on lots of dates and remain single and there is opportunity to kind of communicate that in your bio. But yeah, it's It doesn't really always get like absolute. received the right way though. Yeah. I think um, I love that you say that about, you know, almost qualifying, I guess. You know, you're with the events, you're going to have people who are there, they've got a level of interest, right? Whereas, yes, when you're on the apps, you don't know where everyone stands. Yeah, I agree. The, the apps have tried to target people more and like you can say in your bio whether you're looking for something serious or casual. And yeah. Do you want kids? But nobody really takes that seriously. No way. And then you don't want to say the wrong thing, right? Like you don't want to mark it down that could potentially get you a match. So mm-hmm. you go, everyone like is a bit careful on it and kind of sticks it's almost, the, the normal It's part. almost that marketing... Um, you know, I, I did say this would refer to marketing. It almost goes back to like trying to be something for everyone, right? Mm. And you you do feel a little bit crappy if you don't get a bite. For sure. And even me personally, on my profile, I'd never say 
looking for a relationship or something, even if you genuinely were. Yeah. Because then you may be portrayed as someone who's like desperate. Oh, no, they're going to be too clean, too much. So it's really like hard to find Nicole's that balance. Nodding. Of exactly like <laughs> what you should put on your profile and then like what you're after. And sometimes mm. it's not always like the case. You... And not everyone knows how to read between the lines either. See, and I think with Yena maybe, and we can kind of go into a little bit more about the concept and how, yeah, what our vision is and how we want it to evolve. But we're kind of flipping it on its head in that we're saying, come and be really open-minded. Come and put yourself out of your comfort zone potentially. And what you might get from that experience could be from a range from just having a really good night, meeting some really interesting people, having a laugh, like coming with your friend, but also potentially meeting like the love of your life. So yeah, come and you might be sitting across from someone that you wouldn't normally think is particularly attractive, but that could evolve into something or you totally. could... Yeah, so it's just probably the opposite to what you would do on a nap where you're like cute, like someone yeah. I'd go for, you're swiping on people that are your typical type. But I think, yeah, we're going to be really encouraging people to like maximize that mingling time as well as the speed dating. And yeah, what you get from the experience could be, yeah, something that you didn't expect. But isn't that, that's the fun part, right? And I'm really glad you talk about, you know, being judgmental to a degree on the apps. And I think, you know, for me personally, I've deleted them for this, for this exact reason because I don't like being judgmental. I catch myself going, no. And then I'm like, but wait, you know, I, I think about people that I've had the best connections with, you know, over my my years, if I saw them pop up on an app, I'd probably say no. It's it's yeah. horrible and it's not it's not a nice thing, I think, for us as a society to be judging people in that way. Definitely. And I think that's what most people do. You're going off their pictures and that's what you're basing your swipe, yes, no, right, left, <laughs> however you want to do it. And look, and Hinge is giving it a, a go with the voice memos and all of that stuff, but come on. Oh, they're bad. They're, they're the stuff of nightmares. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Like anyone listening, do not have a voice note. <laughs> Come to Yenna maybe instead. <laughs> no, and I think one thing we're kind of, and which is a little bit different to the similar people with this kind of business model interstate, no one in Adelaide is doing it, but we're not kind of saying like, fuck Tinder or Hinge. We're kind of saying like, you can keep those apps and they do serve a purpose, but add this tool, I guess you could say, to your kit of things that you can kind of meet people. and. It. Yeah, it's just another avenue or environment that you can put yourself. There's no singles bars. You can't go somewhere and know that there's going to be single people there. So I think, yeah, we're actually creating environments in good venues with nice wine, good people, good similar vibes. to us. Yeah, and you know you're kind of going to be in an environment with people where that the person that's agreed to come or bought a ticket, they've obviously got an invested interest as well. So there's a similarity already. So I think that's really yeah, unique that. and there's nothing like that in Adelaide that people can currently get around. Yeah, you know, at the event, everyone is single, so everyone's in the same boat. Yeah. Everyone's probably a little bit out of their comfort zone. Maybe they've done it before, maybe they haven't. But it's a good time to mingle, have a speed date, and then, yeah, see if you can form a connection or if not, have fun. I think even, you know, you talk about having adding it to, you know, your, your toolkit. I love that because I think a lot of people are not confident in these situations, right? It is out of your comfort zone. Even if you walk away feeling a little bit more confident, in talking to the opposite sex or even, you know, just striking up a conversation with a stranger, hey, that, that's a win-win. Absolutely. I think Sam and I are both quite confident people, so we're surprised. You know. <laughs> Him. <laughs> so we're sometimes surprised, but 
this is quite daunting for people and they us kind of encouraging or seeing other people get around. I think once we get a few events off the ground, people will be able to view content or see like, hey, that's something Get a feel that, for it. Absolutely. So yeah, I think kind of encouraging people to come for that experience will be really good. Are you going to have like conversation prompts or anything? Oh, Nicole's nodding. Good. That's definitely, yeah, something we want to look at getting, I think, just to kind of break the ice yeah. for people that might some people, feel a little bit stunned as they get into their speed date. But yeah. yeah. And how long is each date? I think five to seven minutes is a, is okay. a good good time. Anything longer and it could get awkward if people, if the conversation wasn't flowing. Yeah. And then any shorter and it's kind of just like a few questions and then it's over. Yeah. So that's that's what I think the... The Perfect co- formula is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and as for the as for the questions and the little cue cards, yeah, I think we kind of want to be a bit quirky and give people some idea and like make it interesting, keep it exciting. I don't think we you want to have a conversation where it's just like, what do you do for work? What do you yeah. do back and forth? We kind of want to, you know, ask something that you not wouldn't usually ask and start, yeah. a, start a funny conversation and get a bit of banter going. And you know what? And you might find some weird common ground that you ordinarily wouldn't have found if exactly. you didn't ask that question. Absolutely. And it will just make that date a little bit more memorable maybe. So, yeah. I love it. This is very interesting. <laughs> Why do you think that people lean on dating apps? Do you think it is because, like you said, you know, when you go out, you don't know if everyone's single or is it is it almost laziness? Is it is it confidence? What do you think it is? I'd say generally people go in there post-relationship or looking for a connection or maybe looking for something casual. Mm. Um, but it's really hard to, to find what everyone else is up to on that app and what they want. So mm-hmm. again, it goes back to the struggle of not knowing, chatting to people, investing a lot of time and then nothing coming out of it. So that's where reading and meeting in real life is the key. Cut the crap. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, again just kind of like social media. It's really addictive. It's like that dopamine hit It 100% as well. is the dopamine. I'm glad you say that because yeah. I, I I know a lot of people personally, they go on it for the, for the little rush and they're like, okay, bye. Yeah, people have no intention of actually following through with a mm-hmm. date. I'd say I'd love to see the stats, but yeah. Oh, I wish there <laughs> were some hard numbers. <laughs> we might need to track some down. But yeah, I think it's that dopamine hit. It's really like habitual and that you'll scroll for that validation. Um, and it's, efficient, I would say, in some regards, or people think it's efficient because you've got I think it at the scroll of... I think it's perceived absolutely. efficiency. You actually spend so much time on them rather than actually putting yourself in new environments to meet people. I think, yeah, it's actually probably the opposite sometimes. It's, it's a confidence boost. For me personally, and I think a lot of people, they go in, you get some matches, you spark up a short little conversation. Hey, how are you? What have you been up to? Not much. How was your weekend? Fizzles out. Nothing yeah. goes from it. So. And no one's like really lost anything from it, right? There's yeah. no skin in the game. Yeah. How do you think guys and girls differ with, with their usage? I think as I kind of touched on before, girls are a lot more invested. I'm just thinking of a few particular people in really wanting to find that one and not necessarily being open-minded to going on a date with someone just to have an experience Um they're kind of, is he ticking all my boxes? Whereas guys... Which is a red flag in itself. Yes. Whereas guys are more so, yeah, open-minded, maybe not as serious. And that's a huge generalization, but I'd say they're kind of maybe dating more than one person, multiple people at a time, not necessarily as focused on that particular person being their wife on that first date. Whereas girls are like scarily that <laughs> invested. I think as we get older, there's definitely girls yeah. that are like that. I think it's a pressure thing as well, being a woman, yeah, at times. 
I know it well. <laughs> uh, it's, um, I think it's really important to be open-minded you know, no matter where you are in your dating cycle, whether you're, you know, recently single or, you know, been single for a while. Dating, it exposes you to new people. And I think this is a problem with, with apps in the sense of you're attracted to the familiar. So when you see someone who appears to be your type and you're going to keep matching with those same people, you're going to keep experiencing the same thing. Whereas when you're in an environment when you're someone sitting across from you who you ordinarily wouldn't match with on an app, there's a new experience for you. There's a new way of thinking. There's something you ordinarily wouldn't have been exposed to. And that's a that's a thing with the apps. It all follows an algorithm, right? Correct. So when you match with someone, you're generally going to get those people on your feed and then you're kind of leading yeah, towards that person. one fuck boy, you're getting 10 more. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I think even for us, we did match on a dating app, but I'm younger than Sam by nearly five years and we probably weren't thinking there was going to be any kind of long-term connection with us based on just purely what was on paper. And then, yeah, look at us now. <laughs> it was it was funny how we met though. Like we, we did did match on a, on a dating app and got chatting and I think we were kind of got the song, like conversation going because we were both in isolation at this time. So the I mess- remember this well <laughs> because you you told me when you matched with him. So the messages like kept going back and forth quite quickly. Because and you like, were both get, captive. Yeah, get, had a good conversation <laughs> where generally it all fizzles out because they'll be at work. Some mm. people reply within one to seven business days. Yeah. Um, or some got people lo- got lost in the mail. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So that was another thing in our, um, our favour and then luckily enough we here we are. Did you feel feel like when you did catch up for the first time, the conversation was the same? Like the quality was still good, obviously. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. I think it was genuine from the start. And then as soon as we met each other, we both had the same energy and confidence. So I don't think it was anyone got <laughs> catfished. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you say catfishing. Can we please talk about it? Because I think it is, it's part of the, this whole concept where you're essentially marketing yourself. And much like social media now, you know, I gave a presentation yesterday about the sheer fact that I can change my hair and colour in a photo if I want. I could be blonde tomorrow. You, you wouldn't know if it was real or not. How prevalent is that on dating apps? Yeah, I think... I'd say it's worse for girls, yeah? Yes. I think it's just, again, so closely linked with social media. There's such a pressure, especially with younger people in society, to put their best kind of, they're comparing themselves to people on social media. We have all these tools at hand to adapt your, the way that you look, I guess, Mm -hmm. and fine tune or whatever you call it, face tune. Face tune. Face tune yourself, which is, yeah, kind of sad that people don't feel the confidence to be able to put their natural photo forward. And we were actually having a conversation about this this week and that if you ask a lot of boys or men, they are a lot more attracted to women that look more natural but women feel the need to, they don't feel that confident or they aren't happy with the way that they look Mm. naturally. So they're kind of fixing or changing or altering their photos with filters or, yeah, tune apps, which is quite weird because they're trying to appeal to men. So, yeah, and that's obviously speaking about heterosexual relationships. But, yeah, it's just quite sad, I think, especially for, yeah, younger people in society that, they feel the need to do that. But this is that whole thing, right? Like you're choosing what you put out there. So you're not actually showing someone the real you. You're showing them the parts of you that you want them to see. So it's similar to social media in the sense that you're creating that story. Whereas I feel like, you know, if you are meeting someone face to face, there's less of that 
curation. It's just like, hey, whatever happens, let's just roll with it. Yeah, it completely takes that away. It's just real life. So yeah, again, you might be like, oh, like that's not someone I'd normally go for. Like she's a blonde, but you start having a conversation, maybe the way they smile, the way they make you feel, their energy and your that attraction is so much more genuine and likely that you're going to actually follow through with wanting to see them again. Yeah, I think that's the thing. A lot of people on these apps are portraying themselves as someone who they're not really. Yeah. Everyone goes on there and you want to put your best photos on there, the ones where you think that you look the greatest and gives you the best opportunity to meet someone. But a lot of the time these photos are old, edited, got filters, and people don't really know whether that's you. And people are probably scared to even swipe on that's you what because I think. they're not sure what you really look like. Yeah. So that's where the whole debacle starts. It's and a then, fine line, right? And then if you do end up like forming a connection with this person on the app and then you meet them and they look different to their photos or it's not who they have kind of are, then it's been a whole waste of time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's funny because time is a commodity, right? And I think, you know, when we are living in quite a fast-paced world and time is, you know, we don't have a lot of it. When, you know, Sammy mentioned before about, you know, spending so much time talking to people and investing in a conversation that goes nowhere. Wouldn't you rather just, again, meet them in real life, give it five to seven minutes of your time? (laughs) (laughs) If you want to see them again, great. But if not, call. I can tick that off rather than, yeah, investing too much time sitting there on your phone. Like we spend enough time on our fucking phones. Yeah. For me, like it just screams like, it doesn't, there's no trust. Like mm. it's just so ingenuine and you're kind of putting on this facade and putting your best filtered photos forward and then everything comes undone. Like as soon as you're seeing someone, they're seeing you raw straight out of bed in the morning. Like yep. you're, you can't hide and put your best positive like self forward. You're selling yourself, I guess, as such. You're going to be yourself. And so, and that's what in the end, you want someone to fall in love with the true you. So yeah, I think it's, it's only like, yeah, putting off what the, the inevitable, is. Yes, right? Exactly. You're literally prolonging the inevitable. Yeah. Yep. Have you guys watched Sex Life season one, season two? I watched two apps of it. Okay. Not sure. I'm not going to. I'm not going to give it away. <laughs> but she says something really interesting and quite profound, and it really stuck with me. And she says, when you're in a relationship and you choose, you choose what parts of you you show. So when you choose your partner, you're choosing who you want to be for the rest of your life. And I thought that was really cool because we do. We adapt for people without even realizing that we're doing it. So if you're setting this, I guess, this premise of this is the me that I want to show you based on these five photos and these two conversation starters, you're in for a really rude awakening. That's the thing, right? Everyone's unique and everyone is so completely different. Like everyone's got their theories whether like opposites attract or whether you're compatible. But every relationship is different and everyone has unique personality traits that kind of make things interesting. And that's what a relationship is kind of about. And you, you're right, you definitely adapt to, to whatever your partner kind of likes, dislikes. And that's what, yeah, forms a relationship and yeah, helps it grow. We all have our quirks. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think the the people, I I guess the rise in usage of apps, particularly during COVID, has made people less confident? Absolutely. I think, yeah, it's kind of, especially for that real life experience, I think people will sit in a bar and be on the app. So on Tinder, 
rather than actually going up. Or they might even see someone in a bar they've matched on Tinder. or And wouldn't even um, go up and say hello. Yeah, they'll I scroll through and that. then send them like a DM on socials. Like it's so bad how much people just rely on digital. So. I was saying to a girlfriend actually the other day, you know, 10, 12 years ago, you'd go out and you'd get at least a couple guys come up to you and start talking to you, as annoying as it sometimes it is. Now... You get nothing. Now, I know I'm older, but, like, you get nothing. Yeah, I think it's just changed the behaviours of people so much to, yeah, not feel confident to go and speak to people or approach people. High behind um, a screen. Yeah. I think it's no confidence, but even when you did eventually get on an app and then go on dates, it's having that confidence that you were portraying in all the messages mm. to then follow up on that. If you've got all this banter going and quick responses, but then when you're face-to-face in person, is that the real you? And do you have that confidence? So and- true. You know, a friend of mine actually said to me yesterday too, getting someone to jump on a phone call as opposed to messaging because the messaging is curated. You could be asking 10 friends, what do I say to this? And you could be, you could sound really cool, right? Get them on the phone. It's like, uh, uh, Chat uh. GTP. Yeah. Definitely, you've got time to respond. So someone sends you a message, you think about it, you process it, and then you write what you want to write. It's not coming straight from you. Yeah, that's so true. But a lot of people are scared of the phone. Yeah, in work, in personal life. It's good energy. Yeah. I love talking to the phone because for me, that's like my time. My time when I'm driving, that's wasted time. I'd rather be productive and like talk to someone. It's a good game. You know what I mean? Rather than like, I don't know. Time, yeah, it's a time thing, I think. Talk to me about, I want to go back to you guys. Who started the conversation and how did this all? I did. I am probably the anomaly maybe, but I've never really had an issue with approaching people, I wouldn't say, and not afraid to go, for, you? to go for what I want. But I also will say in that I think it's, and to anyone on dating apps, it's like important to take breaks like you get exhausted or you've got to be in the right kind of mindset and kind of know what you want as well yeah I think it's like any social media almost isn't it yeah a bit kind of worse I would say in that if you've had a few bad experiences it's important to kind of have that break and then kind of come back to it when you're ready Mm -hmm. but I think I was just in a good space where I was hadn't been on them for very long and was had no issue with like approaching and saying, hey, like I matched on one of his photos and I guess, or liked one of his photos. And I guess his profile was just like friendly. He looked like a nice person. He also looked like someone that I could have a lot of fun with, which I liked. And that was probably what I was after. It was summer. I was keen to meet some new people and go on a few dates. And yeah, I then was like, right, when are we catching up? Like really proactive and that I didn't want to chat. That doesn't sound like you at all. <laughs> I didn't want to chat for like a week or two. And then, yeah, I was like, and again, we were in isolation. So it was that kind of period where we had the time to kind of be responding. And yeah, but it I think, was me. I think the stars <laughs> aligned a little bit. Like we were both in isolation, both kind of, I've always been one to go on the apps, delete them. So I think I was fresh on my <laughs> recent delete. <laughs> We kind of got a good conversation going and within like a couple of days we were like going to meet up in real life. So it kind of all happened quickly but quick enough that it was going to develop into something if there was something there. Yeah. Um, we weren't chatting for weeks on end to then meet up. So Nicole threw it out there and... Um, Took the bait. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Hook, line and sinker. Yeah. <laughs> and what was your first date? We went to Good Gilbert near your house. Well, now everyone knows where I live. Thanks for <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Love that place. A couple of wines, some snacks. Cute. It was divine. Cute. Yeah. Sam, tell me 
from a male's perspective, what words of advice or what words of reassurance would you give to guys who are on the app rigmarole, but they're probably a bit nervous, whether they would like to admit it or not, about doing something in real life like this? I think you're just going to put yourself out there. Like I said, you invest so much time into these apps to very rarely find a, a genuine connection. So, and everyone is on the same playing field. Everyone's going in there, may or may not have done this sort of thing, all probably a little bit nervous, but you go in there with like open-minded and see who you can meet. Even if you don't happen to meet the love of your life, it's okay. We're hoping that you have fun, you find a connection, find things that you like, dislike, and you take something out of it. So I think that's the big thing. Hopefully you, you leave and yeah, you've had fun. Yeah, it, that, exactly what Sam said. Like come in open-minded. You might make a friend, bring your mate. You might have a good time with him. And if that's all that comes from it, you build your confidence up a little bit. You have some good chats. And yeah, I think that's a total win. It's not a huge investment to come to our events. And they're pretty all-inclusive. And we're kind of offering a fair bit of value, I think, for yeah, what it costs to come. So, yeah. so what can people expect when they come along, guys? So people are going to come and then... Are they going to love it? <laughs> we hope so. Um, so they're going to grab a drink on us uh, on arrival and then there's some time to mingle, meet other uh, other singles. And that's the big thing. So it's not just speed dating. You know, everyone in that room is single. Everyone's open-minded. So don't be scared. Go up and, and chat and get some conversations going. Yeah, and then there's going to be six speed dates for our first event. This is the format we're running with. We've got some other really exciting ideas too. I bet you do. Coming soon. <laughs> Stay um, tuned, watch this space. Yeah, so there'll be three speed dates, then there'll be a break to mingle some more, then there'll be three more, there'll be opportunity to get a drink in between, and then, yeah, it's free kind of mingling afterwards. So if you don't have the opportunity to go on a speed date with someone you kind of had your eye on, go nuts and go have that chat with them, swap details. And yeah, we really encourage that. And then the fun thing, we're going to have, let's not call them scorecards, but cards with the dates that you have. And if both people like each other, but they don't exchange details then, they give them to us. We then send out a message the next day if you've got a match with those speed dates and then you get the, the details. So it only works if both people match. So you're not going to have your details it. given yeah. to someone if you haven't matched them. But yeah, if you, if you don't exchange details on the night, then we arrange for that to happen. Oh, well, that's good for people that are a little bit shy because, yeah, especially if, like this is your first time doing something like this and asking, it's a pretty scary thing, but like asking for someone's details, right? People might think like, oh, yeah, that date was really good and like, you know, I've, I've found a connection there but don't want to feel like they could be rejected or put themselves in a vulnerable situation. Mm -hmm. So they can give it to us and then hopefully the other person likes them and there you go. Yeah, we're taking that pressure off them. It's like all you have to do is come have some chats and not worry about that like awkward stage or did you want to swap details? Yeah. It's just, yeah, we're, take, we're giving that service to people and providing that follow-up, which is good, I think. That's a bit of fun. Mm. Look, and I think the reality is as well, like, if you've met someone you didn't necessarily exchange details, they're probably going to find you on Instagram. Exactly. If you're on Instagram anyway. I don't know. I think <laughs> um, it's pretty easy to find people these days without sounding like an absolute stalker. <laughs> Sam, I'm really glad that you mentioned before about, you know, even if you don't walk away with a connection or two, that you're discovering things that you do and that you don't like. And I think that's a really big part of dating, right? It's a, And this is what, what I think that the digital 
side of things has kind of taken away. When you're face-to-face with someone or having real-life interactions, you're learning about yourself. You're learning what makes you comfortable. You're learning what makes you uncomfortable. You know, you're learning how to perhaps have difficult conversations. These are all experiences that make us better people. Absolutely. And that can help you in like all facets of your life, your confidence within your workplace. Yeah, it's so, it's character building, I think, and growth. So, yeah. And that's where I think, again, having, you know, a little bit more, being a bit more open-minded and not going, yeah, I'm dating to marry. If you meet the love of your life, fantastic. Good on you. But like, also don't cry in the dark if you don't. For sure. I think we're like trying to create a safe space and like holding it at like venues that are nice and warm and welcoming and and kind of relaxed. So that's the that's the kind of vibe that we're going for. Go there, have a wine. Some people may have never even been on a date that they go there. They might be a little nervous. They walk away at the end. They've gone on six dates. They've got some confidence to to go further and whatever that whatever that may be. Do you find too, like from your experience, when you do change your mindset? on dating, you know, particularly when you were going on like a few, like maybe like one or two dates a week, you feel good about yourself. Absolutely. And it motivates you to want to do more and put yourself out there more. Yeah, it's really positive. Whereas when you're in that cycle of just talking to people, then, you know, whether someone ghosts you or like the conversation just dies dead in the water, that's a kick in the guts. Definitely. You said, yeah, ghosting there. Like you get in a bit of a rut, you get stuck in these apps and then sometimes it's really hard to get off. Like Mm. they're addictive because you really want those matches and you need that kind of confidence. Tell me, I'm pretty. (laughs) (laughs) But then nothing ever comes from it. So you're constantly, yeah, seeking that. Yeah, and you might be chatting again for two weeks back and forward, you get all excited, you go on that one day and then they're a dud and you're feeling so defeated at home. So yeah, it's quite negative, I think. We've all seen Bridget Jones. Yeah. (laughs) Guys, thank you so much for your time. Now you can give Yenna maybe a follow on Insta. Stay up to date with the events. As I said, the first uh, event will be tonight, which is when this goes live. And there will be plenty more to come because this is going to go off. I think this is an awesome idea and it's something that we definitely need here. Jump on the Facebook group as always, Digitalks the series. Any ideas for these events? Because I think that people are going to have some good ideas. And I think that this is something that's just going to keep evolving, which is super, super exciting. What advice would you guys have for someone who's, you know, not sure whether to pull the trigger or not. I'd say pull the trigger. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> yeah. I no. think just come and jump in and give it a go and kind of what we've said and that you don't have to kind of put so much pressure on it. Just come and have some fun. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. Don't put pressure on yourself to find the one and be disappointed. Like You're going to come there, you're going to have fun and then you're going to meet some great people and yeah, it's going to be a good time. Do it. <laughs> I love that. You know, I think about, I love watching old 90s TV shows where it's like, you know, they have to ring a landline or you have to go down to that cafe and ask for the girl's number or what a time. Wouldn't it be nice to date like that rather than the way that we do now? We're turning back time. (laughs) I'm here for it. I'm here for it. It's a massive trend. You know, things are going back way back the other way towards prioritizing real life meaningful connections so thank you guys for driving this because i think it's i think it's awesome thanks again guys for your time i really appreciate it and uh until next time